Hey everybody, Joe Casabona here, and today's episode is a little bit different. I am doing what I hope will be the first of many episodes about a WordPress site draft. So my guest today, Kim Coleman, and I will be building a WordPress membership site draft style. I get into the rules later in the episode, but basically we each go back and forth picking the tools that we think will be best for a membership site. The only caveat being we cannot use something the other person already used. So I'm really excited for you to hear this episode. If you like it, let me know what other drafts should I do and uh, who should I do them with. So thanks so much and let's get on to the draft. Welcome to WP Review, a show that provides analysis on what's happening in WordPress and what that means for creators and business owners in the ecosystem. This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro. My name's Joe Casabona, and today we are doing the WordPress membership site draft. Hey, everybody. Today, we have a very special inaugural episode. I'm hoping to make this a series Uh, It's a WordPress site draft, and to join me for this inaugural draft, I have Kim Coleman. She is the co-founder of Stranger Studios. Kim, how are you today? I am really good. I'm ready. I almost dressed in football gear, so look out. Nice. (laughs) Nice. My uh, my Giants gear is dirty, Um, though they won yesterday, so I I don't think I'm supposed to wash my jersey. That's what I've been doing. Uh, I don't wash the jersey when they win. Last year, it got washed a lot, sadly. <laughs> Let's hope for Smelly Joe every Sunday. Yes, yes. So, um, but I'm really excited for this. There's a there's a couple of podcasts. I stole this idea from like Upgrade and Connected. Uh, they do like an a Apple events draft where they try to guess the picks. This is going to be a little bit different from that. Uh, so. We're doing a WordPress site draft. Uh, I'll get into the rules in a minute, but Kim, I'm really glad that you're the first guest here. It seems like the Coleman's are always like my uh, my test subjects for new things. Jason was my first guest on how I built it, um, and and you were both of you were like one of my first friends from the like WordCamp space. Uh, so uh, very excited to have you on, on the show to do this. Um, Maybe you can tell uh, the listeners a little bit about kind of who you are and and what you do, Um, and then we'll get into what we're drafting and the rules for the draft. Perfect. I'd love to. So Kim Coleman, I had done a lot of freelance and agency work um, starting around 2006, and moving into 2011, we had more and more customers that had a membership-type focus, an e-commerce-type focus. So I kind of consider me and Jason's products as pioneers in Um, using WordPress as more than just a blogging platform, as more than just a CMS. So our flagship product is a membership plugin. um, And then we are hoping to release some additional products, all focused around helping creators get paid um, when they're using their WordPress sites. So it's kind of our passion to support entrepreneurship online and people creating content and all these types of businesses. That's fantastic. And that aligns really well with the kind of changing mission of this show, right? As it moves from like a WordPress news and update, right? Like, because the show originally started um, when WordCamp US 2020 was canceled. And as we record this, 
WordCamp US just happened like in an in-person event. And so, um, the, I, you know, I want to kind of move the chains for this show to be, to focus more on creators and, and how creators can make money and how they can put together the best possible WordPress site. And so today's draft is going to be building a WordPress membership site, something I think Kim, you're very well qualified, uh, to talk about. And so, uh, let's go through the rules of the draft, which um, I'll publish in the show notes, uh, which you can find over at WPReview.io. So uh, this is going to be three rounds and three picks per round. So we'll have a total of nine picks. The first round is going to be the basics. So we'll pick hosting, a theme, and then our primary membership plugin. The second round will be core mission plugins. So this will be three plugins uh, or add-ons, etc. I'm using plugins as like a general tool, a general term. Um, so these are going to be plugins or extensions that are core to the topic at hand, in this case, core to building a membership WordPress website. And the third round will be the grab bag. So this will be uh, three plugins or tools that are just generally good, generally things that you think uh, would make a strong WordPress or membership site. So those are how the three rounds are going to work. Once a pick is made, the other participants cannot select that pick. So if I pick uh, or if Kim picks Yoast SEO, for example, uh, I cannot pick Yoast SEO. The guest gets to go first. The visiting team, I guess, uh, gets to go first. Um, and there will be no limits on what themes, plugins, or uh, hosting can be chosen. I thought about maybe us putting together a list of potentials that we can choose from first, but the WordPress ecosystem is vast, and I thought it we should not be limiting. Um, yeah, earlier today I went to go on the Internet Archive because I noticed there are over or nearly sixty thousand plugins in the WordPress repository. Wow. Which that's is jaw dropping to me, and yeah. I'm I'm curious how that's grown over time. But you're absolutely correct. There's no way we could have displayed sixty different teams or sixty thousand different teams yeah. on on a screen to pick from. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so we will we'll just uh, do this off of the top of our head, or if you you maybe you have a list of things that you want to talk about. So, um, so with that, let's get into the draft round one is going to be the basics. So we'll need to make one pick for hosting, one pick for the theme, and then one pick for the core plugin in any order. So like you don't have to pick hosting first if you don't want to. Um, the way a draft works, you want to pick the you know your number one pick first, right? Um, so that's that's how this will go. I'm going to keep a list of Kim's choices and my choices and everything will be listed in the show notes again over at wpreview.io. So, Kim, let's get to round one uh, and your first pick. Well, I would be a total idiot not to start out by selecting my own plugin, Paid Memberships Pro, to build a membership site with. We're 100% open source. We release all of our code on GitHub. And for WordPress people who are developer focused, who love customizing, you know, that's invaluable to be able to access and test things before you start. Uh, the last thing anyone with a membership wants to do is migrate. So to be able to fully use 100% the platform before you decide to build your entire business on it is just crucial. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can vouch for that. Um, you know, the the amount of 
Um, I feel like anytime you need to do something with Paid Memberships Pro, uh, you or Jason or somebody from your team always has like a snippet, like a code snippet, like ready to go, which is something I really haven't seen on a lot of, you know, I've used a bunch of membership plugins and I haven't really seen that in any other one. So that's, that's great. All right. Well, I guess if I wanted to be strategic here, I would pick hosting or a theme uh, since Kim has already made her membership plugin choice, but I will pick a membership plugin as well. And it's going to be Restrict Content Pro. Uh, like I just said, I've used a lot of membership plugins before. Um, I think Restrict Content Pro is uh, one of the easiest ones I've used. I've been, I was able to get up and running really quickly. I guess they probably have like some special kind of Stripe integration, so I didn't even have to put in my Stripe key. Um, maybe that's more common among like uh, commerce platforms now, but Restrict Content Pro was like the first place that I saw that, and so. Um, for a membership site I'm building right now, um, RCP has been definitely like, I was just kind of able to like wholesale lock a bunch of stuff. Um, and so I'm a big fan of Restrict Content Pro, the original team behind it, uh, though they sold it to, well, the original team behind it was really great. They were good stewards of kind of the WordPress way, uh, and they sold it to, um, next uh, to iThemes, which is owned by Nexus, um, which are also kind of good stewards of the WordPress way. So I'm, I'm happy it found a good home. Um, and I don't want to spoil anything, uh, but this will play into kind of my hosting choice as well. So um, I'm going to go with Restrict Content Pro for my membership choice. Uh, let's get to our second picks of the round. Kim, uh, theme or hosting? I am going to go with hosting. And it's not yours, which I think that you alluded to a moment ago, but I'm going to go with Pressable, which is um, to us kind of a new discovery of a hosting um, environment for WordPress. Um, it is part of the automatic brand. So um, it's separate from WordPress.com, which you might know WordPress.com offers hosting. Pressable is its own um, operating team within within the autom automatic brand. Um, we just had a team member put it through a rigorous paid memberships protest. When you're running a membership site, there are things that your host has to be able to do related to caching and, and enforced caching, uh, related to the ability to uh, run crons at the server level and certain requirements that not every host has for you. Um, mm -hmm. Certain SSL requirements, you can't have like kind of a shared SSL, which some lower tier hosts offer. So uh, Pressable really checked all of our boxes and I'm excited. We're going to be putting more content out, but I'm excited to start recommending it to our to our users. Uh, that's awesome. I, um, I'm a fan of Pressable strictly uh, because Jess, uh, Jessica Frick works there now. So that's like... I haven't used them. I've, well, actually, you know what? I knew I knew Pressable um, a few years ago too. The, the team there is really cool. I didn't realize uh, some of the things you mentioned, um, like a shared SSL. Like I didn't realize that was like a thing. Um, but I will say, like bad hosting. Um, even like I I ran into some issues again with Restrict Content Pro because uh, I had like custom post types. I had a very like chewing gum and and rubber bands sort of site um and something was going kind of haywire with um the queries that rcp was generating and it was like whenever i published a new um podcast episode the site crashed because well, like 
it would like re-index, like you said, like with caching, it would re-index like the whole site. And the queries were incredibly long. Um, and I had to work with the host to like figure out what was happening. And I, I kind of ended up just like disabling RCP on that site, um, which is fine because like I, I moved infrastructure. But in any case, to your point, good hosting is super important. Um, so I'll pick hosting uh, for my choice as well. And I'm going to pick Nexus. Specifically, they have something called uh, WP Quick Start or WP Quick Site, um, where you can basically sign up for 20 bucks a month and get a membership site using Restrict Content Pro. So this is very like Patreon-ish, right? Where if you don't know what you're doing or you're not building the site for someone else, like if you're... Um, if you just want a membership site up and running, um, their hosting, they have a package that makes it very easy to get up and running with kind of all the right tools. Um, that said, I don't know. I didn't like just look at the tools that they're using and I'm picking those for the draft. Um, but they definitely have like a pay 19 bucks a month or whatever and get a restrict content pro site, which is super cool. Um, again, full disclosure, Nexus is sponsored previous i mean i guess paid memberships pro has too right you, you guys are like one of my first sponsors we're so. all intertwined yeah. all of our wordpress lands <laughs> i know i feel i just feel like i need to disclose certain things but yeah. nexus also hosts all of my important sites so not just and i'm also them. a big fan of nexus we've done we did a similar test with them um i think two years ago we came up with you know very similar results uh pressable to me is unaffiliated so there's um there's value in that, I think, that yes. even though they're an automatic brand, they're not also owner of certain products and plugins. So I mm -hmm. think that they can, you know, kind of deliver a more um, unopinionated, I guess I would say, yeah. approach to things. But I think that WordPress is going in the direction of opinionated. So you're going to see it more and more through hosts. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I agree. I think that's a really good point, um, especially because we're seeing like a great uh, consolidation here. All right, so now that we've got hosting chosen, uh, we've got the core plugin, we've got hosting, so now the final in the basics, uh, which is going to be a theme. Kim, what do you got for us? Lately, I've been using Bloxy by Creative Themes, oh. and I will caveat that by saying we do have a theme in the repository called Member Light. Um, and, and when I watched the whole full site editing and the block editor come around, we didn't keep our theme up to date. So I recently was in, in search of a theme that blended block editor uh, features and behaviors with some native theme functionality that I expected and still gave me customizer, which is a, a, a portion of WordPress theme design that I'm really comfortable with right now compared to full site editing, which I'm not comfortable with. So I found Bloxy and it is so intuitive for me to use as a person that mostly codes their themes in HTML and even their WordPress editor. I, I use the HTML block more than anything. And I have loved working with Bloxy. The, the settings they have are all you know straightforward. They're where I expect them to be. Uh, when I want to add a margin or padding to something, uh, it exists in a simple way for me to do without writing custom CSS. So uh, at least for this kind of designer turned builder, uh, I love Bloxy. That's awesome. Um I've, I've heard really good things about Bloxy. I really got to check it out. Um, and for my theme, for a lot of the same reasons, I think, I'm, I'm going to choose Cadence. Uh, I was a big Astra fan for a while. Um, and then uh, the Cadence team reached out to me 
before they were acquired by Nexus. Um, and uh, asked me to check it out. I really liked what I saw. The Cadence Blocks Pro uh, was really great. It essentially like put a page builder in the block editor. And I've been able to build some really beautiful pages uh, using Cadence. And so I like their starter themes. Um, and I, I like their uh, the block packs that they have. And then they have a few add-ons like... Uh, cadence conversions which is like a little bit little pop-up thing um which again makes makes development really easy so big fan of cadence i think we're i think we're also probably at a uh at a turning point for themes too uh where we're probably going to start seeing pretty bare bones themes um i think 2023 is going to be like that right it's just going to kind of be like a framework and then like block patterns so We'll see. I like Cadence and, and the fact that it's fully featured. So, all right. At the end of round one, Kim's site is a paid memberships pro site hosted on Pressable using the Bloxy theme. My site is a restricted content pro site hosted on Nexus using the Cadence theme. So now let's get into round two. This is going to be three plugins, extensions, add-ons, that are core to the mission of uh, of the membership site. So, uh, Kim, what do you got for our first pick in round two? I'm going to be strategic here and choose an LMS. And an LMS and a membership site are very different things. I'll, I'll probably, that'll be on my tombstone when I pass away. <laughs> you know, a course is not a membership. Um with us, a membership is kind of think of the member at the center of a hub and the value you deliver to them as kind of items around that hub and courses can be one of them for sure. So for this reason and my long-winded intro, I'm going to choose Lifter LMS as a, a important component, pivotal core component to a membership site um, because people understand courses as something they pay for and education as something that's paid for. Um, I don't think courses, I don't think people understand courses as a recurring payment thing. So I think membership sites need a lot more uh, ways to deliver recurring value, but definitely an LMS shouldn't be overlooked uh, when you're building a membership site. Oh, I love that. That's a great choice. I actually just wrestled with this because um, I'm making some changes to my my flagship course, Podcast Liftoff, uh, where... I have a bunch of videos and I I wondered like, is this good as a self-paced course or should I just kind of make it like these organized locked down videos? And I decided to go the, the, the later route or the latter route. Um, and so I've actually switched from an LMS to a membership site. That way people can, I'll have like these suggested collections, but people can just go and search for whatever they're trying to search for in this video library. Um, but you're absolutely right. Um, I mean, I think, you know, I, I moderated the debate that you hosted with uh, um, Patrick Chris. on the paid memberships <laughs> pro side and Chris on Chris Badgett on the lifter LMS side. Um, and there was, it was a very friendly debate, uh, probably the friendliest debate we've seen in years. Um but there are some some market differences and i decided i don't need like the i don't necessarily need the um the uh progress tracking certificates quizzes 
I just want people to be able to consume content that they're paying to access. And so that's where a membership plugin comes in. But awesome. Yeah, I, th- I think if you go without a course plugin and you design content the way you're talking about with the video library, it just puts a little more um, responsibility on you as the site owner to make it navigable, to to put it in some kind of order because some people do like to be the best student in the world and, and consume things from A to Z. So I love the don't use an LMS. You don't even need it. We have a lot of content on our site about that. Uh, but I think you know, just making sure that it's structured and easily accessible, which is nice that the LMS does for you. It kind of is like a built-in course syllabus, but totally unnecessary. And especially for someone with your WordPress skills to to make a good UX for people. Yeah, I think that's really the the thing, right? Is is I was able to, I, I know kind of inherently how like categories work and I can use categories in lieu of the LMS side of things, right? Um, and again, like with Cadence, which is the theme I'm using for that, uh, I can create a custom category template. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for, for that. This episode is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro is an experience tailored specifically to the needs of web designers and developers and helps them more efficiently manage their work and deliver results for their clients. Combining website, client, and project management, GoDaddy Pro is an integrated solution made by and for web professionals. Whether you are new to web design or looking to grow your business, you'll find the tools, products, guidance, and support to help you deliver results for clients. At the heart of GoDaddy Pro is the hub. From one intuitive dashboard, the hub seamlessly brings your sites, clients, and projects together. Manage and monitor all of your clients' WordPress sites from a single place. No more juggling multiple client passwords. With one click, perform bulk updates, backups, and security checks, no matter where your client sites are hosted. You will save time and free up your day. Integrated project management makes it easier to keep track of your client communications and deliver projects on time. Electronically sign, notarize, and store documents. You can create a visual timeline to break down projects into smaller tasks to stay on track and on time. Access all of your client accounts with single sign-on. Through their tailored shopping experience, buy products to help clients grow their business, like powerful e-commerce stores using WooCommerce. You can always reach dedicated, knowledgeable customer support 24-7. On top of that, you'll find a thriving community of web designers and developers who share advice, insights, and learning opportunities. GoDaddy Pro is free to join. Head over to go.me slash WP Review to get started. That's go.me slash WP Review. All right. So with that, we'll get to my first pick of round two, uh, which is Uncanny Automator. Um, Now, this is, some could argue that this is not a direct, like, core membership plugin. Um, But if you run a membership site, you probably want to integrate with other things. Uh, I certainly do. Um, You know, my membership integrates with, like, Castos, uh, but it could also integrate with, like, ConvertKit or Teachable if you want to use an offsite LMS or things like that. And Uncanny Automator is basically Zapier for WordPress. So you can imagine um, someone 
signs up for a membership and when they sign up uh they can uncanny automator will go off and do a bunch of things behind the scenes um and so like paid memberships pro is uh, an integration with uncanny automator restrict content pro is also uh, an integration with uncanny automator it's i am not uh fully educated on pm pros uh, full list of of features or add-ons but restrict content pro does not have zapier integration um and like generally yes <laughs> pm pro does i figured um they said it was coming soon but that was like two years ago um usually that's a must-have for me um but with uncanny automator it makes things a little bit a little bit easier so i think you know if you're if you're going to want to integrate with you know if you want something to happen on your membership site that makes something else happen somewhere else uncanny automator is a really good plugin to have i am so out of the automations world i need to get into it more i think i don't realize how plugins like that can make each other make things talk to one another and i just always go the direct route and look at that the plugin i want to integrate with and write the recipe and write the direct integration but i don't think of the tools that already exist for wordpress people that are no code tools to create those relationships between things that might seem separate so you know after this i get some homework after my draft to go <laughs> take a look and try it awesome yeah this i mean that's really the thing right is um there is a little bit of you know, I've kind of moved into more fully into the no code space over the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, like three years ago, me absolutely would have been would have been like, how can I write like a restrict content pro add on for Zapier or whatever? Um, but, you know, that's again, if we're looking at like creators or small business owners, um, they might want to spend their time elsewhere. And honestly, like automations is like not quite fully no code right like you still kind of have to think a certain way um but it definitely makes like connecting the dots more visual and i really like that so awesome let's get to our second pick of uh of the round kim what do you got for us i'm gonna go with a plugin called presto player um and i i think i choose this plugin because a lot of membership sites and the creators starting them are on fixed budgets to build their site. It's a side hustle. It's a validation of whether something will be successful enough to replace a primary income. Um, so when I look at video hosting and I look at um, the cost of displaying video and getting good analytics, like the gold standard is Vimeo. Um, but it's very yeah. expensive to get started uh, when you're getting started to choose to use a platform like Vimeo. Um, so for WordPress, we've started using and recommending Presto Player. Um, and it interfaces with a tool called bunny.net. So it's not a separate plugin, but then you're hosting your videos on this bunny.net, which is very low cost cloud video streaming and, and they stream really fast. Um, and you can do private videos. So any video embedded in a protected page on your membership site using the Presto player, you still get analytics for how far people watched. Um, you get analytics down to the member of who watched the video. And you can trust that the video source file is protected. Oh, wow. Yeah, this looks great. Um, and and very similar to what my next pick was going to be. Um, so, yeah, this is I'm going to have to check this out. This is about... 
uh, half of what I'm paying for Vimeo. Um, oh, and they have like a lifetime and they have a lifetime deal right now. Oh, that's awesome. Um, well, I guess since I'm kind of talking around it, my second choice was Vimeo, Vimeo Pro specifically. Um, that's where I host all of my course videos and, and any videos I have for my, my current members. Um, because you can lock it down by domain, right? So you can, you can say like, don't show this on Vimeo. Also only show this if it's being accessed via a specific domain. Um, and so it's, it's been really great for me for that. I actually have a little automation where, um, Zapier watches a Dropbox folder and then Zapier, uh, uploads any videos in that folder to Vimeo and emails me a link. So I actually never have to go to Vimeo to upload videos for members. And since my membership videos are like pretty raw, they're like not as polished, right? It's just me talking about something. I record, I put it in the Dropbox folder about 20 minutes later, right? I have a link that I can, cause it has to like upload and then process and all that stuff um, that I can just drop into uh, my membership site, which is super cool and makes my life a lot easier. So um, big fan of Vimeo Pro if you're running a membership site and you're doing any kind of video content. So very similar, very uh, similar choices there. Awesome. All right. And let's round out, round out, round two. Let's wrap up round two with our third and final picks. Oh, this is this is tough for me. I have a few um, in mind, but I think any membership site that has kind of a public and a private component, you're going to need an analytics plugin. Um, I know Google products get their fair share of heat in the world, especially internationally, but I we are Google Analytics users for our own product. And the analytics plugin I like most for WordPress is called GA Google Analytics. Um, and it's by Jeff Starr is the um, plugin, mm. plugin author. It has 600,000 installs, so it's not just a, a tiny plugin. Um, but I've found it the easiest one that I can write custom code. Sorry, this isn't an uncanny automator thing um, where I can say, give me analytics, but also track my analytics by logged in member level, which is super powerful um, because it allows you to see if you have e-commerce tracking set up in analytics, knowing um, the level of the person viewing the content can really help you identify those key high value pages in your membership site that are leading to a conversion. So if you know that most non-members are viewing this certain post on your site and the page value of that, that, that post is $10, is $15 in a week, um, you can spend more time creating you know, content upgrades or just refining that post to be very conversion focused. So an analytics plugin, GA Google Analytics, um, combined with some custom code to track people by level. That's awesome. And that's so important. I definitely don't do enough of that right now. I'm, I'm getting better because I'm like getting more serious about my business, I guess. But um, tracking, tracking that stuff is really important. So um, and Jeff Starr is like a veteran in the WordPress space. Like he wrote like one of the earliest books on WordPress and just knows really knows his stuff. So that's awesome. Um, my third and final pick for this round is ConvertKit and their... Um, uh, uh oh! I was gonna pick that next round. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I jumped the gun and picked it now. Then, um, I was gonna, I was going to wait until next round because I wasn't sure. But like, it's so, it's for me, it's so integral to 
running my membership, right? Because like uh, about a year ago, I ran into an issue where like I was letting WordPress send emails and ConvertKit send emails. And so when someone signed up for my membership, they got like a welcome email and then the onboarding email and then one email per course that I had. And I had 10. So they got like 12 or 13 emails right when they signed up. Um, and at that moment I was like, that's it. Like WordPress is not allowed to send any emails anymore. Um, so I turned them all off and WordPress has really good integration with, uh, I'm sorry, ConvertKit has really good integration, uh, via its plugin and via add-ons, um, with most of, most of the tools here. So someone signs up for a membership or buys a product if you're using like WooCommerce or whatever, and then they get sent to ConvertKit and that product gets added to the products section. So big fan of it. It's super important to me uh, with my membership site because it's it's how I um, it's how I communicate with my members after they become members. Um, and then that coupled with like Uncanny Automator um, uh, allows me to like track churn and stuff like that, because even though like they have like the purchase product, they don't have like a churned out integration that I know of yet. I love it. Yeah, I would have absolutely picked. We transitioned from MailChimp to ConvertKit um, maybe 18 months ago, and I've been really happy with um, all of the ConvertKit platform features and my ability to kind of um, track people, track fields, track their purchases, and and really narrow in on certain segments and sequences. So um, one thing I'm trying to do in ConvertKit right now I can't do, which is kind of I want to kick off a series of emails for a sale that we're going to run in a week. Mm. And I can't quite figure it out, but I know somebody with more ConvertKit knowledge could. So it's not a, necessarily a flaw in their in their system, but maybe in how I'm choosing to use it. But overall, very happy. Yeah, Jason Resnick is probably the guy to talk to to about that. But my the way I would do it right is I would create the sequence, and then I would manually add my subscribers to that sequence. Okay, just uh, at so once, you so you kind of miss subscri- the signups after the sequence begins. But that's kind of all you can do. Um. Well, you can also make it so that like if you're starting the sale, there's like a this is like a different talk okay. um, or a different episode. But like you, so you can set the automation. You can set an automation to add any new subscribers to that sequence and then you can go retroactively uh, or manually add subscribers to to any to sequence. start it. OK. Yeah. Let me dig into that. Thank so. you. Sidebar. Yeah, yeah, no problem. That's like I like. I'm I'm doing a lot of like weird hand wavy stuff with ConvertKit right now, um, and like Jason's emails have been really uh, helpful with that. So um, awesome! That's the end of round two. So to summarize, uh, Kim's mission critical plugins for a membership site are Lifter LMS because most memberships are going to have a a course component, and you should have a good LMS for that. Presto Player, which is a affordable and really nice looking alternative to the Vimeos and Wistias of the world to lockdown videos and Google Analytics via the GA Google Analytics plugin because it's got many great customization options and it's very important to uh, to keep track of what pages and what things are converting the best for you. Uh, and then my choices are Uncanny Automator because I like to connect things to other things. Uh, Vimeo Pro, more or less for the same reasons that Kim mentioned for Presto Player, but more expensive. And now I've got the technical debt 
of having all of my course videos over on Vimeo Pro. Uh, and ConvertKit, because ConvertKit is the thing that sends all of the emails and manages my memberships um, uh, from a communications standpoint. So that's very crucial to me. All right, now let's get into round three. As a reminder, round three is grab bag plugins or tools that are generally good, but not necessarily membership site specific. Kim, I uh, feel bad. I didn't think we'd have this overlap, but I did take one of your choices. So what do you have for your first pick of round three? I'm going to pick the Coblox plugin. Um, so it's a GoDaddy owned product, originally um, a Rich Tabor uh, creation, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. Um, but in correct. any case, it works great with my Bloxy theme. It works great with a block editor. I'm not a page builder user otherwise. I'm not a Divi or an Ele or a Elementor person or a, or a Beaver Builder person. But I found that the extended blocks that Coblox added um, match nicely with Bloxy, which is rare that you can get a, a separate standalone builder that kind of blends with your theme and isn't authored by your theme. Um, and I think it'll help people when they're building their membership site mate. Uh, more interesting pricing tables, make more interesting kind of account dashboards or hubs, which is really important, um, especially when you're delivering a lot of variety of content types that you give your members kind of a home base when they log in. So I think the tools in Coblox can help people build beautiful looking dashboards that are very app-like um, alongside Bloxy. Nice. Uh, well, I'm going to call an audible here and I'm going to pick a plugin in the same vein. Um, in my head, Cadence and Cadence Blocks Pro kind of go together. Um, but uh, Brainstorm Force, who makes Astra, has a really great blocks pack called Spectra. I think it's like recently rebranded to that. And um, I like just accidentally had them both installed on one of my sites and found myself using Spectra a lot more. Um, so, you know, I think they put a, a lot of really good time and effort into uh, making right these kind of beautiful looking flexible blocks that are uh, easier to manage. Um, I guess I like probably a comparison post is is worthwhile. But something I love about Cadence blocks is that like you can copy the style of a Cadence block and paste it to another Cadence block, like very similar to like the. Uh, paste format in like the word in the Microsoft family. Um, but that said, uh, so I was missing that, but um, I found myself reaching for like the spectra version of like the list item or the icon list block, because it was just a little bit nicer, a little bit more flexible. So uh, that's what I will add for my second or my first pick of round three. Spectra, Spectra plugin is um, popping up a lot for me lately, and I haven't tested it myself, but um, just lots of different WordPress people um, have mentioned it in, in passing like this. So it's definitely on my list to explore and make sure we work well with it, because um, if they offer any features that we can't protect, we, we want to make sure that it's integrated. Yeah, I, I didn't realize they rebranded, so I just saw the list and I was like, what the heck is Spectra? Like, where did this come from? Uh, and then I did some digging and and uh, turns out it was... I think they I think it was just used to be called Ultimate Add-ons for Gutenberg. Okay. Awesome. Nice. What is your second pick of this final round? Oh, this is a boring developer one, but I'm going to go with email log or any email logging plugin. Um and maybe Joe set me up to be successful for why you need this, but when when you realize you're 
your checkout process was originating 12 emails to the single member, you know, it's hard to see that that's happening until somebody messages you and says, mm-hmm. oh, Joe, by the way, that was enough. Like I got two, one was enough, two maybe, but 12 yeah. is is overkill. So um, we recommend people use an email log plugin. It helps you verify, you know, who got a cancellation request and, and lied about it. Well, I, you never told me my membership was renewing, uh, so I had uh. to do a chargeback. So I, I think of it as just kind of a insurance policy in some ways, but also a validation. Is my membership plugin actually reminding people that they're expiring soon? Is my membership plugin actually sending people an invoice when their payment is made? Um, All these cases that you can kind of have your own uh, way to research uh, and get the truth, I guess. Yeah, gosh. So we use an email log by someone named Sudar. I'm looking at it now. It's like not tested with the current WordPress, Mm -hmm. which kind of sucks. So there's probably a better one out there that is maintained but any email log plugin yeah that's i mean i found out the hard way right one of my brand new members who just gave me like four hundred dollars <laughs> just got like 13 emails and they were like hey you just like flooded my inbox and i had no idea and i don't know if just like other people didn't tell me or if it was just like a recent change that happened but um that would be super helpful also, I found myself recently like checking to see if I had sent an email or like if my system sent an email. And I basically was was hoping because I use another plugin, um, WP SMTP. So I like went to my sent folder in Gmail to in, in Google Suite or whatever. But having that information right in WordPress would be very helpful. So, um, yeah, great pick. Great pick. Um, I fear my my next one is like obvious and boring, but I'm going to pick Yoast SEO. Um, I, I think I underestimated SEO for a long time, right? Cause people are like, Oh, you just got to get all the green dots and you like you SEO. Right. And that's like not true, but um, there are a lot of helpful features. Um, I thought that they were like a little heavy handed for a while in their uh, upsells, but in using other SEO plugins, I found myself continually going back to Yoast SEO. So um, if you're looking for, if, if, if you are at least trying to make sure you're um, getting tips for how you can optimize, right? I won't say this is like a foolproof plan, but um, Yoast SEO is, is, a, is a good plugin um, for getting good tips for for SEO, I'll say. I'll hedge a little bit there, right? But um, also, like, the premium version makes it really easy to make sure, like, your metadata is, like, properly set up um, for, like, sharing on social media. So Yoast SEO, I'm using Yoast SEO Premium on the sites where, like, I really care. Um, and I also recently started writing for the podcast host, and they, they treat... Uh, Yoast SEO premium and like the green dots uh, for both readability and SEO like in in high regard and they do an incredible job of ranking um, even like relatively new content so um, winning case study convinced me and then like just realizing the importance of SEO. Oh yeah I mean one of my favorite newer Yoast features I've discovered is the ability to make a page post tag category a no index which I think for membership sites is useful. Also, yeah. if you're using tags for members only and, and using those to group your content, um, they show up in your sitemap 
in your tags sitemap and your category sitemap, and they might just be dead end pages. So Google is going to see, you know, that tags dead end where all the content is filtered out by your membership plugin as an empty page, or it's going to see that tag as the same page with the same with a different tag as a duplicate content. So we're starting to use the Yoast feature to no index certain tags, certain categories, even certain landing pages that advertise the sale, like our Black Friday sale. We don't really want that indexed in Google. So it's a super cool, uh, just click a button, check a box in Yoast within your admin to to hide a page from search. Oh man, what a great tip. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna check that out because yeah, like you said, all of my membership pages, right, for someone logged out say the same thing. Uh, this is this is only available to members of the creator crew. Uh, log in here or sign up here, right? So yeah, that probably that dings you a little bit, right? Because it, it's looked at as duplicate content. Yeah, I don't know how powerfully um, it does. You know, it's not actually crawled information in Google, and, and SEOs have mixed kind of information about paywall content and what it does to your ranking and things like that. I think you know Google knows that your site is a private content site. Right. Um, but I think anything that you can do to help and at least get those searches out of, you know, out of the the search results yeah. so that people aren't just getting dead end pages and they actually get to like a pricing page or a page that's driven to convert. Yeah. Love that. Awesome. And we are on the uh, final pick of the final round. Kim, what do you got for us? At the risk of sounding promotional here, I am going to talk about a sales plugin that we have um, only because it, it's for the membership use case, it's particularly cool. Um, and it's called Sitewide Sales. And it's open source and free. So I really have very little to gain by people listening to this and trying it. But um, I'll talk specifically about why it's useful for membership sites. Um, you might be running a sale and all of your members are logged in and they all have different levels. So you, Joe's example, someone just paid him $400. The last thing you want is to advertise that same membership to that same person for 50% off on Black Friday, for 30% off in September back to school sale. So site-wide sales um, is designed to only show promotions to the audience that you choose. So um, in Joe's case, that member's logged in, they already have that membership level. Site-wide sales won't show him or her that landing page or that banner. Um, and on the flip side of that, let's say Joe adds a new thing and he wants to give that $400 paying member this $100 add-on. Sitewide sales can show uh, upgrade content or add-on content just to people with an existing level. So kind of a new concept in WordPress and one that isn't taking off yet, but um, I continue to champion it because we use it for our own sites. Yeah, love it. I used Sitewide sales last year for my Black Friday sale and uh, it was great, you know, because there were, um, again, I haven't used it since then, so I don't know how much has changed, but you know, I, I could set dates to turn it on and off. And I, cause this is like the, something that I, I would always forget to do, right. Is I would set the black Friday price and then have the banners. And then like invariably it's like a holiday weekend. So I'd forget to turn off the banners or whatever. Um, I don't have to worry about, I didn't have to worry about that with site white sales. So, um, yeah, I mean, maybe I don't think it's too risky or too self-promotional cause it's a useful tool. Uh, for people who are selling things. And I, I personally have used it and I enjoyed it. Awesome. Um, my final pick uh, is Gravity Forms. Every WordPress site needs a form. Um, I think uh, Gravity Forms integrates with a lot of great stuff. Its pricing makes a lot of sense. I have a lot of friends who make a lot of forms plugins. Uh, so this is like not a knock on any any of them. or But I... Again, 
I would always look for something other than gravity forms, especially for a while when they were like kind of resting on their laurels a little bit. Um, I always find myself coming back to gravity forms and, and now it seems like in, in the last couple of years they've had a renewed um, excitement for the plugin and it's just, it's great and integrates with a lot of stuff. I like, I like the plugin so much. I made a course for it on LinkedIn learning. So um, I think that there are some of the tools we mentioned here today include forms right like the convert kit plugin like allows you to embed forms and maybe like restrict content pro or paid memberships pro like allows you to create like these these forms or i i again i don't know i'm just talking off the top of my head but um i think having a good dedicated plugin um that can really integrate with everything like gravity forms does is is really important especially if you want like a custom user registration gravity forms is great for that so that is my final pick. Yeah, it's a it's a example I'd love to code up, but a lot of people who make membership sites are kind of in this personal fitness, coaching, and health space. So um, one of the forms features they want is a form that kind of perennial allows like a, a weight check-in or a health check-in mm. of some kind. So it's structured data that stores on for that user's entry. It's private just for them. Um, but it keeps kind of a history of it. And I think Gravity Forms is really um, well set up to to build that kind of private form, collected data, kind of logged to the same page, whether using like Gravity Kit or some other tool to show that data and that history and plot it on a graph. So super cool for those use cases where you have kind of additional questions or forms related to membership um, that aren't necessarily your default registration and checkout page. Yeah, that's awesome. That's um, what a what a really cool use case and, and definitely something gravity forms can handle. So, um, that's it for, for the, for round three of the draft, right? Uh, round three for Kim, uh, co-blocks for, uh, more advanced, um, blocks and designs and things like that in the block editor, email log or any email logging plugin and site-wide sales. And for me, it was spectra blocks, Yoast SEO, and gravity forms. Kim, were, were there any that you had that you uh, that you were thinking about picking, but you didn't mention? Hmm. I, I think with all that we, all three rounds, all those nine kind of choices, you could build an awesome membership site. Um, a lot of people think community when they think membership. So we didn't really, neither of us had an aspect of that had a community focus. So um, a BB press, a yeah. buddy press, or a buddy boss where you can have messaging among members, um, forum type conversations, friending and and those types of things. Um, it's a certain type of membership site that can be successful with that. Community is hard. Community in, in a private place where people have to go to your URL and log in and, and access those tools is, is even harder than just creating a Discord or a Slack or a, a Twitter community. So, um, but they are an important aspect. And I think um, if you're building a membership site and you think that you'll have those aspects, choose one that's going to have integration for, for one of those community tools. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll just add, um, well, I say I'm going to add, and I always forget the name of it, but I'm pretty sure it's called Tribe. Um, it's like a little, it's it's like a circle oh, okay. clone, essentially. Um, it's like a, a circle clone uh, for... Um, for WordPress. And I think it works particularly well with LearnDash, but um, that's something that I'm thinking about checking out, right? Um, but yeah, community really important. Um, I'll just kind of throw in like Circle as a good third party 
Um, and then that with like the Zapier Uncanny Automator integration. Um, the last thing that I, I alluded to before, but I, I wasn't going to, I didn't pick was WPSMTP. Um, if you are going to have WordPress send emails, WPSMTP, I think that's what it's called, right? By WP Forms. Um, does it right, like helps you do it right so that your emails aren't going to spam. So that's the only one that that I'd recommend because, you know, order confirmations and stuff like that are still going to be sent. So, um, but, but that's it, Kim. Thanks so much. Uh, thanks so much for, uh, spending some time with us today and going through this draft. I had a lot of fun doing it. I wasn't sure if we were actually going to be building these live. I was like, am I going to be building a website live? I think we could have probably had a membership site done in this time, which is so cool. And it speaks to the power of all these open source plugins we talked about today. Um, and, and how quickly you can get started, even with hosting. I think we could have signed up and had our environment um, and had a staging site up. So super cool. Yeah, gosh, maybe that's like the evolution of this, right? Is it's like you have an hour, let's do a build off and then we can like, uh, uh, maybe that's like the new, like the WordPress version of Master Cake Bake Shop. <laughs> I love that. Called? There's so many of like them. Yeah. Like... Nailed it. Yeah, I think it so. would end up being more awesome. like, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, Kim, thanks so much for joining us today. If people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? The best place to find me is Twitter, um, ColemanK83. You can also visit StrangerStudios.com or PaidMembershipsPro.com. Awesome. Well, thanks again to Kim for joining us today. Uh, and I'd love to hear what you think. What is your ultimate WordPress membership toolkit? Are there any tools that we missed that you think are must-haves uh leave a comment over at wpreview.io or send me a message on twitter at jcasabona thanks so much for listening to get even more insights into the intersection of wordpress and the creator economy and to subscribe to the show head over to wpreview.io you can find all of the show notes over there and a transcript of this episode as well if you liked this episode, share it with a friend, especially somebody who is building a membership site. Thanks to GoDaddy Pro for sponsoring. And until next time, I'm Joe Casabona, and I'll see you out there.